Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Maybe a little late, but we're back. I don't even care. I don't even care. We got some. Uh, we got some good beer for you tonight. We got a really cool show lined up. We have a uh, coffee imperial stout with vanilla, um, made by Chris, who's going to be on the line here very soon. And I feel really bad because the guy sent in three bottles, which is you know what I asked for, and, and that's really great that he did it. Uh, and then I broke one all over my <laughs> all over my garage, and it smelled like a uh, the wondrous, the most wondrous concoction was put in this bottle, so I can't wait to drink that. And then um, our listener friend Dan, who works at a commercial brewery, believe it or not, at Junkyard Brewing in Moorhead, Minnesota, sent in a commercial beer for us to give a shot at. And he's like, I don't really, we didn't really brew it to a specific style, but if you guys can kind of put it in one and let me know what you think, uh, that'd be really great. So we're going to chat with him later on. Also, we have, we have stuff to give away, Brian. I heard there's a lot of stuff today. There's a lot of stuff to give away. We have a beer bug to give away, which is amazing. I have one of those that I'm playing with at home, and that is a lot of fun. Yeah, somebody will enjoy that. And then you've heard us talk about the Catalyst from craftabrew.com, that conical, plastic conical countertop fermenter. We're going to give one of those away, too. Um, and the problem with, uh, you know, look, most of our listeners are, are not live. They're podcast form, so... Um, I'm probably just going to have to give it away to the two people who are on the show today, um, and then. But if Dan's a commercial brewer, does he still homebrew? I wonder. I don't That's know. That's a good question. We'll That's find out. Not. We'll find out. But anyway, we got a lot of shit to give away, and I'm really excited about it. But first, I want to tell you about our ma- most amazing sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. Go to five star dot five star chemicals dot com, excuse me, and learn about all the the great chemistry that they do out there in Colorado to help you make. Better beer, the cleaning products, the sanitizing products, because as we all know, you cannot clean and sanitize with one cleaner and sanitizer. You have to do both. You have to do one and then the other. You can't do one at the same time. It just doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. It does not. So thank you to them for putting on this show or for helping us put the show on. If you see them at any sort of event, they do a lot of uh, beer events. Go up and say hi. Talk to the ladies and, uh, you know, and and, uh, thank them for for sponsoring this show because it really helps out a lot. That's for sure. We we definitely wouldn't be here without the lovely support of Five Star Chemicals. They've got uh, some new stuff coming out. They've they've got a... Here, do me a favor. Talk like that into the microphone. Yeah, out of 45. They've got... Uh, beer stone you remover. Still sound like shit. Why do you sound like shit? It's really quiet. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Who's running the board? Me. Well, oh. they call it. The, I sound good. The BS remover. So <laughs> um, that's. I'm. I'm looking forward to getting a hold of some of that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I sprinkle some it's of like, that around in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Multiple uses. Uh, Doc's always fun when he comes when he comes in off a uh, off a good argument. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's always a good time. I got to go. All right. <laughs> we'll see you, see you in a bit. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's just get Chris on the line. Cool. What do you think? Run a little behind, but, you know, whatever, dude. Welcome to the Brewing Network. This is what we do. All we, planning, right? Yeah, right. We drink and we're late. We're late for things. We call people in Vermont at 6 in the morning. <laughs> Wake your ass up. All right. Get up. I don't know why we're listening to it ring. Uh, Will he answer? 
He'll probably answer. In the meantime, though, Brian, you got your hands on one of these uh, catalysts, right? I did. From man. Craft yeah. to Brew. That thing is cool. So, you yeah, liking I, it? Yeah, I brewed a uh, Session IPA. And, um, yeah, the thing is, is pretty you know easy to put together, first of all, just super intuitive. Um, yeah. The parts are pretty sturdy and everything. And it's... Uh, Two. Wow! Wow! Not available. Okay. Not available. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I'll call him back in a bit. Uh, but yeah, it's basically like a conical plastic fermenter with, and the plastic it looks really, you know, it's really sturdy. It seems fairly like um, you know scratch resistant and and uh, durable. So uh, I only just started using it though. But yeah, it's um, and then it's got a lid on it that clamps down with four clamps on the top. Yeah, and um, you know it sits in this. A support basically that the the conical goes down into, and then below that, you can screw on the the ball jar that comes with it that, with their logo and stuff. And uh, that's you know uh, when your when your beer is done fermenting, you just turn a little lever, boom, out comes your yeast, and it's just super nice if you can just harvest your yeast, get all that stuff out of there, and then just have the clear beer on top of that. You know, um, so that's yeah, I've never had a, a conical myself before all the the bigger brewers use them and, yeah. and uh you know now it's it's getting easier you know they've been around for a while but it's easier getting easier to uh, use them well especially home. with this thing too so yeah. if you guys are listening live or if we put the podcast up in a short amount of time they have a kickstarter campaign it's over in a couple of days so you want to get on it now um like brian said it's made from plastic but it's also uh over 90 percent more scratch resistant than other plastic conicals and 71 percent less oxygen permeable and has a low profile stand design that allows it to fit snugly in your fridge or even right on your countertop cleaning is a breeze because the entire lid snaps off like brian was saying and it's really easy to clean inside there yeah uh but the best part is probably that giant three inch butterfly valve at yeah, the bottom that, that valve is really cool and there's so there's multiple connections that come with it there's yeah. there's one for for bottling or, or you know uh racking it off uh whatever you rack into you could bottle it with a little comes with a little clip you could just it's pretty much ready to go right out of the box so you could just uh ferment and go baby drop out your yeast and start bottling and um yeah i mean it's it's really cool well you gotta uh, go over to kickstarter right now and search the catalyst and it's the catalyst fermentation system or you can head on over to craftabrew.com they have a whole bunch of other stuff available too not just this uh in my opinion kind of revolutionary new product sure it's a it's a conical but it's uh it's an easy to clean conical that fits nicely into your fridge it seems kind of and like that's hard to find nice magical plastic too i don't know it looks it almost looks like glass when you look at it you know you can tell from the feel and the weight of it that it's plastic but it's it's really smooth looking hard for sure uh, good plastic doc you want to pour us cold beers so please while we're getting uh, chris on the line here so chris brewed okay i fat-handed uh, Chris brewed a coffee imperial stout with vanilla, and if we can't get him on the line here, I'm just gonna we're just gonna move on. We're just gonna motor on with the show here. Motor. Doc's yeah. pouring the beers. It looks uh, inky black, man. I know uh, when I dropped one of the bottles, it splashed up on on this bottle. Thank you. Uh, and when I'm pouring the beers. Uh, it was sticky. <laughs> the bottle is covered, man. So uh, I imagine this beer is going to be pretty big. Not available. Yeah, he's not available. Okay, great. All right. Sorry, Chris. We tried, bruh. We tried. It's our fault. Anyway, uh, Doc, you want to start off talking about this beer, man? Sure. Right, go for it. Um, yeah, as soon as you poured it, you put it next to me and, well... I could tell right away it was Imperial Stout. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did call it without looking at or without uh, tasting it. I didn't touch smelling it. Just, it just nothing. It's just yeah. like a Imperial Stout. Inky black goodness. Inky black goodness. It's got, you know, nice alcohol legs. It's got ruby highlights. Almost no head. Um, just, it kind of just lays there in the glass looking pretty. So... And that was good. And then uh, you told me it has uh, vanilla and coffee in it, which, you know, right away the aroma, that coffee up front, and then the vanilla kind of comes in. Uh, though I would have liked to smell a little more vanilla in it. Uh, slightly roasty, but not much, though. It was, it was, you know, just enough in there. I kind of liked it. Uh, yeah. A uh, lot of alcohol aroma, a lot of sweetness, uh, slightly solvent. Alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that right away, usually. And you know, I kind of expected it from the style, um, but I didn't think it was you know, overly, overly so. 
Uh, I got a little bit of oxidation in there, a little bit papery smell to it. Not not much, almost imperceptive, but it, it was. I I got a little bit of that. You know, I, I was hunting for things, um, but mostly I got like alcohol sweetness, mm-hmm. and then the, and the and the roasty coffee kind of smell to it. Um, so then uh, appearance where I kind of went through no head, uh, dark ruby highlights. Uh, it just it laid in the glass like a like a nice imperial stout. Yeah. Um, uh, Flavor wise. It's a bit astringent. Got a lot of I got I got a lot of tan, uh, tannins in it, and just kind of a apparent that way. Just uh, kind of sharpness, a little puckering, mm-hmm. um, the, a little little minerally in the taste, and kind of the end. Uh, minerally, okay. Um, how can you fight? How can you find a minerally in, in this in this beer with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of flavors? Like, what can you can you um, can you it, lay a couple of like a, on like, me? Like a dry powdery taste to me. Like I'm even through all that, you can yeah, okay yeah. dry powder. Okay, kind of a if you stuck your tongue into the uh, into the calcium carbonate into the dry powder. Yeah, <laughs> the dry powdery stuff, and it's. It, it just comes across as that way. Just it's it's a okay. tongue feel. I guess I, I maybe confuse it with tannin. Would that be kind of a, a something maybe you you could maybe confuse the two together or are they tannins are not minerals. So, yeah. yeah, they're no, it, it's. I guess you, you kind of go into that same sharp bitteriness mm-hmm. kind of realm. Uh, yeah, they're like cousins, maybe. Yeah, yeah, right. they're they're on that side of the wheel. Okay, um, right. but not not exactly the same. Um, okay, good to know. So the, you know, the tannins are more of a sharp puckering kind of thing, and the 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 minerally kind of this it, it, it just sharp powdery thing. It's sharp kind of it's, it's, it's a powdery kind of uh, thing. Dry. It's like, it's kind of a dry taste to it, and it okay. usually comes through in the finish for me. Okay, you should kind of get that. Um, uh, the, I thought the mouthfeel. I thought it was a bit thick and syrupy. Uh, a little bit, a little bit uh, acrid and astringent. It just, it just puckered. The tannins coming through. Um, uh, that it just, I thought it kind of laid on the tongue a bit. Uh, it's not really carbonated, so a little bit more carbonation would help kind of lift it off the tongue. So I just wouldn't lay there quite so much. Um, yeah. Well, you want to be careful going too far over medium, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it just it's just a, a little bit more would help. Yeah, help with with because it's it's a big beer and it probably didn't finish down real far either. Um, uh, so yeah, I got a little bit of a little bit syrupy, and then you know could use a little bit more CO two. Uh, the vanilla, I would have liked to just had a little more vanilla in there. Vanilla's got a nice way of. And mellowing a, a a puckering beer out, it just it, it can get rid of the the sharpness. Uh, but and I like vanilla anyway. I just I could have used a little bit more in there, yeah. and it would have helped in a lot of ways, um, and just a little more, more CO two. But you know, overall, I kind of really like the beer. Um, oh, I think we got him. Hang on, <clears throat> Chris, are you there, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's happening, dude? Not much. Glad to have you on, man. Sorry we couldn't get to you uh, a little bit sooner. We're just uh, Doc was just finishing up uh, his thoughts on your on your beer. Well, what do you have to offer? <laughs> <laughs> what was your overall, Doc? Uh, my overall, I, I, I like the thing. Uh, just you know, a couple of pointers on you know on tweaking it up a little bit, and uh, just it, I think the overall impression is I, I'd like a little more vanilla, mm-hmm. uh, a little less cloying sweetness in there. So if we can you know, dry it out a little bit more, a little more CO two would help, and some and some more on the vanilla side. I think would mellow it more out quite vanilla. a bit. Huh? Yeah, man, after my own heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd really like vanilla. So yeah, I really like the beer. I, I'm, I'm, you what'd, know, what'd you give him? Uh, Thirty eight. I could swing it even into a. You know, if, if if it was a little more carbonated and it just wasn't quite so cloying, I I I'd put it maybe in the low forties even. I really liked it. Really did. Okay. Awesome. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> All right, Brian. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what Doc said. Um, try to recap without going into crazy in detail. But, yeah, it's, it's got this uh, nice cocoa and coffee uh, in tandem at the start. Uh, re- really rich and inviting aroma. <clears throat> I thought it had a, 
there was some low, smooth, malty notes in there, uh, kind of a roasty malt note below that. But it comes across with kind of this coffee and cream impression that I really like in, in dark beers. Uh, it works really well for it. Uh, I didn't get any hops in there, uh, as you shouldn't get too much of that. Moderate, clean alcohol. No DMS or diacetyl. Uh, and, yeah, just a, a pleasant low vanilla note that's in there. But underneath everything else, it kind of gets a little bit buried. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's just jet black and appears pretty much opaque. You can, uh, you can see a uh, moose-like tan-colored head that faded after a fairly short time. It's, it's forgivable with the higher ABV, but it seems like it's also a lower uh, carbonation level here. Uh, flavor-wise, rich coffee up front, very prominent alcohol. Uh, I, th- I thought I got a bit of higher alcohol heats in there, and that was detracting just a little bit. It was just a little bit... You know, not not so much solventy, but some of the higher alcohols just coming through a little bit. But um, yeah, it's hard to brew a beer this strong and not have a few of those anyway. Uh, you know, there's some a medium low bitterness that was in check. Some of that's coming from the malt as well, and overall just a bold beer, really uh, from the way it looks, inky black, and uh, and the richness of the flavor and aroma is just a big bold beer. Um, yeah, again, that vanilla is kind of hiding in there a little bit, and the coffee is is there and blending with the other flavors. You know, there's chocolatey and roast. The coffee does come through, and um, I like the way that's expressed. Mouthfeel wise, this medium full bodied, maybe towards full, with a fairly creamy impression despite all that bigness there. Uh, somewhat warming in the finish, a little bit in the back of the throat. There's a little ha- hey. There's some there's some booze. There's medium uh, medium low carbonation was you know okay, but yeah for the style you can go kind of go up to medium, and uh, that might you know take improve, improve some of the sweetness that that Doc was picking up and kind of balance some of that out. But um, it wasn't cloyingly sweet, so I'd say it, it still kind of works. It's just you can tell it's pretty low carbonated. It might just be a bottle issue too. Um, overall, very flavorful beer, true to the style of Imperial Stout. Just need to back off the higher alcohols a little bit. We could stand up, bring up the vanilla. I, I really want a little more vanilla in there too. Then, if it's if it's a beer, especially is it like this that you, that you intend to age, this flavor, you, you know, aroma can fade and begin to meld with other flavors that are in there over time. So. If you want to brew it, you know, the first time you taste it, it might taste like a vanilla bomb. But when you taste it eight months down the road and the, everything's kind of smoothing out, that vanilla is still there with everything else. And then you got a really nice beer. I gave it a 39. I really liked it. Oh, cool. Awesome. Uh, do you have any questions for the guys, Chris, on uh, on what they talked about? Well, I mean, I'm a, I kind of get the same thing. It kind of falls off with the combination running uh, yeah using the beer gun coming out of a keg and it just uh, I try and bump it up try and keep the bottles cold and you know getting these things in it just seems to fall off every single time <laughs> yeah it's tough yeah with the uh, with the vanilla what do you I mean what's a what's a good starting point a lot of times well, it's like you're shooting in the dark well how did you uh, go go over how you uh, applied the vanilla and, and maybe we can comment on that I took a let me see. I think I used four <laughs> Madagascar vanilla beans. Okay. And, uh, How did you prep them? I shredded, you know, cut them down the middle, gutted them, Split and then straight. I put them in about uh, two cup, you know, just a couple ounces of, like two three ounces of. Uh, I think I used vodka the second time around just to make like tincture. Mm-hmm. And while it was fermenting, um, I added that in, you know, post fermentation when I kegged it. Cool. It sounds the right way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can always uh, use some uh, commercial extracts. There's a lot of really nice ones out there. Mm-hmm. That you can get from. There's. I try to keep you know three or four of them in the house all the time, just because and there there is a big difference on them. And then uh, start with the beans, and then you can bump it up a little bit with the extracts. And uh, I mean, there's there's a bunch of different kinds of vanilla you know, from different places and, yeah uh, they they do have a different different flavor profile to them and yeah just by you can tweak it up and down just a, you know, a little bit like that 
Yeah, I think you you maybe have to go on the uncomfortable side for you for you know adding this in because you have so much going on. You have that coffee and that vanilla yeah. and all the the sweetness and all the bitterness uh, astringency, I guess, from all the the dark grains in the coffee too. Yeah, you got to push. I think you got to push it a little bit more. Uh, maybe is, would double be too much, Brian? I think double would be too much, but yeah. I think five or six beans, you know, would be a little better place to be. Maybe yeah. okay, fifty percent more. Not double. Double might be a, a bit a absurd. Bit yeah, but yeah. Just a, you know, a little bit more will will tame down some of the harsher roasty taste that you get from the coffee. Yeah. And well, yeah, I think the Madagascar be- the vanilla beans are a little kind of smoother and creamier, kind of a flavor too. They might, you know, it might be the fused a different vanilla bean like a cheaper one it might come through more sharply but this is such a smooth it's a really smooth and it's a pleasant vanilla flavor yeah um but yeah just do the the quality of it and the the variety you're using just yeah i forget now what what category did uh what, what did it, we do uh cost it was an imperial stout category right or yeah. was it specialty well, with the coffee and vanilla, it goes into specialty mode there. Yeah, <laughs> I, we still judge yeah, it as like an imperial. That's one of the things where you know I, you know, submitting stuff for competition or whatever. I'm not really sure. Like, you know, I kind of want to just stick in the uh, imperial style category and not, you know, kind of vie for position with every other specialty beer. But uh, is that a good idea? Do you think, Brian? No. Yeah. No. Because judges no. are going to know. Like, yeah, you can yeah. smell the coffee right yeah, away. And, and it, just, it, it's got a whole different flavor profile with the coffee in it. It adds to it really nicely, but uh, you get it marked down just from yeah. that. Enter it uh, where it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, you could go in the herb Spicy category. Vegetable, 30A. Yeah. Herb category because it's, you know. Oh, yeah, with the vanilla bean. With the vanilla bean. Yeah. And that, then it doesn't have to go into, like, straight, you know, crazy experimental <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, there's some coffee beers in there in the uh, in the spice or vegetable category that you know coffee and vanilla would fit right in there. So yeah, I'd enter it there, and then the judges, well, a judge when you're judging a, an imperial stout, uh, you know, f- for the, with these additions, you're not really looking at. I'm not usually judging looking at the guidelines for the. Um, the 30A, I'd be looking more at the Imperial Stout and then looking at yeah. how everything else that's in there balances with it. You want to make sure that it's still hitting the key components of the main style and as well as finding a good balance. And and you really, it did, it did have a pretty good balance here. I, just, I really enjoyed it. Yep. I thoroughly enjoyed it, as yeah. a matter of fact. And you know who I, I thought, I kept thinking the entire time, Lee would love this beer. I think he Lee would have loved yeah. this beer. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. His, yeah. He loved Russian Imperial Stout. Yes, man. he did. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite style. Um, all right, well, Chris, if you don't have anything else, man, we'll let you go. No, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate the remarks. That's uh, definitely great feedback. I'm sorry yeah. I couldn't You'll get have, to you sooner. You'll have to <laughs> listen back to all the smack that Doc talked about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That yeah, guy would yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it. you said it was a horrible mess. <laughs> right. Not that yeah. bad. No. It was, it was a good it. beer. I ended up breaking the second bottle, or you know, you sent in three bottles. Yeah. I ended up dropping one as I was shifting beer out of my fridge. So we have this one precious bottle, and I'm disappointed. I was cleaning it up, and I was telling the guys earlier, I was like, God, it smells delicious. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good, good, good nice. job, man. The best thing in your garage floor. Best thing in my garage floor, except for that dead hooker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, thanks, man. Good stuff, bro. All right, Cheers. later. Bye. Cool guy. Yeah. Good beer, too. Sometimes, yeah, just real little balance issues for that one. You could bring it right up into the mid, upper 40s. It was, yep. it was pretty well brewed and, and uh, pretty tasty stuff. Yeah, I liked it, man. I liked it. Okay, let's take a break, and then we come back. We're going to chat with Dan from Junkyard Brewing out of Minnesota. It's Dr. Home, Homebrew. It's Dr. Harambe. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right <laughs> back. Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. 
The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination. All right, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Just pouring this beer here, getting Dan on the line. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at uh, Smart Sense, right? Is that what it, I got the thing? I got the wrong stupid thing up. The iDip. They make the iDip. You guys know about the iDip. Yeah. Where'd it go? There it is. Smart Water, a brew testing kit which has a revolutionary photometer system, which is the first and only one on the market with its own application for your smartphone. Uh, the uh, app is the brain of the whole thing. It's for home or commercial use, and that's kind of what they want to stress, too, as well as myself, because if you're a home brewer and you're going to transition into being a commercial brewer, uh, the, the, the probably one of the most important things besides your fermentation, I would think, is your water chemistry, especially here in California. We're getting a lot of mixed water. Yeah. Uh, we're getting down in the reservoirs, a lot of minerals, a lot of crap going on. And you want to know what's happening. So the iDip is the thing that you guys want to get, and that's probably one of the only pieces of equipment that you can use to transition, right, out of the home and into the uh, into the to the to uh, commercial brewery there. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part. It pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile. It's the first handheld water tester with a smartphone app, which I think is pretty cool. You can email the results of your test to your other brewers on your shift or post your Facebook page and let your homebrew club get the lowdown on your base water profile. They get uh, 40 different water quality tests. Four come preloaded. Uh, you can test for things like total alkalinity, chloride, calcium, P- uh, pH, sulfate, and more. And you don't have to do any math. That's the key. You don't have to do any math. No titration, no adding, no subtracting even. Don't even divide anything. It does it all for you. So you go to smartbrewkit.com, check out the iDip, and uh, you get a special uh, intercode TBN10 at checkout and save 10 bucks on either the standard or advanced smart brew testing kit. iDip. Smartbrewkit.com. Nice people. Good folks. It's a cool product, too. Easy to use, yeah. yeah. Super easy to Definitely use. Definitely good for, like, small breweries, too, and things that, I mean, are big breweries. 
you know, just spot checking your water as it's going in, you know, but and and uh, before you decide what you're going to blend or yeah. what you're going to how you're going to treat your water. Some local breweries you can tell they really pay attention to it, and others sometimes in the same area it's like oh they're just using the straight local water and it doesn't work for this beer style you know <laughs> right totally yeah it yeah, doesn't it doesn't know where you're at all right we got dan on the line i think dan are you there yes i am oh perfect all how right. you doing buddy good how are you not too bad not too bad about to uh start drinking this beer another fine episode of dr commercial brew <laughs> <laughs> we can do this if we want to can't we of course dr. uh how long you been home brewing man are you still I, a home brewer? Uh, Are you working a commercial brewery now all the time, which is fine? I am. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm one of the brewers there. Um, I I've been brewing for. Let's see. I started brewing when I was seventeen, so uh, uh, eight years now. Okay. Wow. That's yeah. pretty good, man. You're still a young guy. You got your future ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, I like to. I like to think so. Yeah. So is this uh, recipe like based on a homebrew of yours, or you were just like, uh, "Hey, let's send it, uh, let's send some commercial beer in and see what they think"? No, we uh, <clears throat> we actually came up with this after we after we started the brewery. Uh, well, actually, a pretty good amount of time into the to the brewery, about a, a year into it, and uh, we had started kind of uh, getting our feet under us and realizing like where we wanted to go with uh, the brewery and. And you know we we started doing more experimental styles and and stuff like that. So this was one of our first uh, kind of more experimental beers with some you know with some additions into it and stuff. And uh, we thought it turned out really good, and and so we started uh, started producing it uh, pretty regularly, and and it's become become a fan favorite at the brewery. So pretty happy about it. Okay, and we were chatting, and uh, you said it, it probably falls into the Baltic Porter realm, um, but you kind of just have it as a dark, uh, but a, a dark ale, right? Is that what you call, just call it? Just kind of something simple, dark ale. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we call it. Okay. But I don't know. It's it's just it's just a descriptor, really. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I like styles and stuff, but I, it's not like I follow them uh, to my grave or anything. Right, so. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I think we judge it as a Baltic porter, right, fellas? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brian, you want to get too hung up on style, but you got to stick it somewhere, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially yeah, for exactly, especially exactly. for this program. Yeah, we got to yeah. know exactly what to what to judge it as. So at least starting point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, Brian, go for I, it. Buddy. I can understand this beer as a Baltic porter. So we had the two presented to us, and we were going to do it the the. You know, we we're going to judge the the non-treated, you know, the non-specialty uh, one. Yeah, that's right. We have a bourbon barrel aged and a non-bourbon barrel aged. But JP fucked up and opened the. But I fucked up the bourbon barrel aged uh, uh, with toasted coconut flakes and. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we judged that one first, and then now we're also going back and we're we're sidecarring it with the uh, the regular uh, version, which is actually kind of an interesting way to go. It's like, oh, there, yeah, there's that base beer. Okay, cool. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, starting out with the with the barrel aged version, it's it's got some sweet dark malt notes up right up front with uh, rich. Uh, there's almost like a dark caramelly kind of thing underneath it, and a little bit of a vinous aroma. And uh, but a low low coconut comes in underneath there, and it's uh, you know pretty pleasant uh, coconut f- aroma. I'm not like a huge fan of coconut, but it just works with this beer. I think um, you got some some of those kind of cherry raisin kind of fruity flavors in there aromas in there uh from the dark malts and the um some esters that are getting kicked off with it but uh moderate but smooth booziness there's it's not a big like hey this is a barrel aged you know big barrel barrel wood everywhere <laughs> barrel 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 smack you upside <laughs> with a stave of a you know cast wood right here <laughs> no it's it's in there but it's in check i don't like that um, alcohol is, is evident, <laughs> smooth, uh, low fruity esters, no, you know, no hops detected. You shouldn't have any real hop, uh, for this style. And it's just, yeah, they'll fight with your dark beer a little bit, but yeah, no bad stuff. No, no DMS, no diacetyl, just cl- nice and clean. And, uh, wow. Pretty, uh, pretty, jet, pretty dark stuff. It's also like a nice inky black. You can see through the corners of it. It looks very clear actually, but, um, you know, the head didn't stick around the the, the pour I had. Uh, did fall pretty quickly, um, but it looks you know 
there's some fire bubbles. It, you know, it wasn't a frothy, ugly-looking head. It was fine. Um, just a little tan thing that fell out. Flavor-wise, rich and cleanly fermented. Uh, the coconut is in tandem with the smooth, dark, chocolatey stuff in there. I really like the balance there. I wouldn't... Well, Doc will probably argue with me, but I wouldn't push up <laughs> the coconut <laughs> too much higher. If you if you did, it, it, it would just start to take over because that's a pretty strong flavor. Um, but yeah, it just kind of comes in right in there where I'd like it to be. But, uh, definitely balanced to the malt, the darker malts, and uh, the alcohol again is smooth and it's it's pretty high. It's a, you know you can feel it. What's the ABV on this one? Ten. Ten percent. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the yeah. Let's see. The non-barrel age says nine nine seven, and the barrel age says ten. Yeah. So it's one of these deceptive, you know, alcohol delivery mechanisms that, that works pretty well for that. Uh, again, a light barrel character in the background. Not too much of that. Uh, but yeah, it finishes sweet and and. Uh, there's a little hint of some higher alcohols, but not not too much. It's pretty smooth, pretty pretty clean. Medium full-bodied in the mouthfeel, slight creaminess despite the obvious strength. Has a moderate alcohol warmth to it, but no astringency. Um, I thought overall this is a wonderfully brewed barrel-aged beer. Um, it's not you're not overdoing any of the declared things. You've got two couple of things declared here with the the bourbon barrel and the toasted coconut flakes. Uh, yeah, so everything comes through nicely. The style it fits the Baltic Porter style actually quite well. I thought with the fruitiness and the sweetness, and uh, just the way it presents itself, um, you, know, you could even bump up the boozy notes just a touch. But you know, the the barrel thing is the one thing that's kind of lacking. But uh, you may it may be fight, fighting with other things there too. If you go too high with that, I got some of it, but it's it's. Uh, you know, I like it where it's in balance and it's delicate and it's not whapping you up the side of the face. So I gave the beer a 42. I thought it was a really pleasant drinking beer, and thank you for sharing it. Oh, no problem. Uh, thanks for uh, giving your thoughts on it. Yeah. I was uh, I was hoping it would fit into the uh, into the Baltic Porter because it was um, American ale, well, basically uh, basically Cal ale. So uh, I, I didn't know if it would have yeah. enough fruitiness to to be a Baltic Porter. Yeah, I think that some of the impression of the fruitiness comes from the additions there, the the the, the sweetness and the little vanilla edge you get from the barrel, um, kind of give it a little impression and a little more, you know, well not, I mean maybe not fruitiness but kind of sweetness and makes you think about certain fruits and some of the dark fruits get accented a different way. Hmm. In the plain version, sure. it's it expresses itself a little differently. And um, okay. JP said you guys' intention was to kind of keep make a, a really smooth, dark beer and not to have it be like a stouter pour with biting, astringent, roasty, rich malt flavors. But just in the chocolatey kind of middle of the road, smooth and warming and, and uh, you know, almost like a winter warmer kind of thing. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really nice. Definitely. Yeah, we, we, uh, we wanted to kind of highlight the melanoid and uh, crystal malt character a little more without making yeah. it too sweet you know yeah that comes through all right doc <clears throat> okay give it a shot buddy um okay uh aroma i don't know I, right at first i i didn't like the aroma and it now that it warms up it it kind of changed a little bit okay it actually changed a lot you so. like it more yeah and actually yeah. the second pour i like a lot more than the first one okay um just you think because it warmed up, or yeah, maybe your, your palate got a little now. more loose? Yeah, or? okay, yeah, definitely. Uh, this this it's the second pour. I judged on the first pour. The second one, I'm, I'm warming up to this one. I, first, I did I didn't like it. Uh, I thought uh, uh, just the aroma. I was getting a lot of alcohol sweetness, or just a lot of sweetness. I mean, that could have been coming from the barrel. Um, the coconut was there. I got a lot of molasses. So you kind of, kind of smell to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of that. It it's a nice one. It's, you know, it's a nice smell. It's it's got a you know, that burnt kind of sugar and raisiny kind of kind of smell to it. So you know, that was definitely there. But um, the first whatever the temperature was, I was getting just just oak sweetness to it, and it was just it. it I didn't like it at all. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, now that it's, it's kind of warmed up in this glass, I'd like it. The flavors are kind of melding a lot better now. Yeah. Uh, it was just all, all just kind of one way for me the first time through. Okay, yeah, this this is a beer that would get shut down a little bit with the cold, I think. Yeah. There is yeah. a lot going on here, yeah, and you definitely don't want to serve a beer like this too Yeah, too and cold. I think, I think it was, and, and now it's not. But it was, uh, it's going to be a little more biting and a little yeah. more, a little harsher. It was a biting, harsher, kind of more, it was just, for me, it was pushing towards, towards too much barrel. Okay. Okay. You know, and I wasn't getting all the other cool stuff with it. Now, now I'm going through it again, and it's 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 kind of changing my mind. Um, and now, especially that I've got the other one next to me, you know, the, the non-barrel aged one. Yeah, I can really taste. You know, I can smell and 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 taste the 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 beer coming through. There's a smell in this now that I got with the non-barrel aged one, and it's kind of a. Uh, it's a, it's a weird smell to me, but it, it's it's basically it's it's Munich malt when I when I smell it. Is there Munich in it? <laughs> yeah, there's seven percent Munich. Yeah, and I can I can I can always pick up the Munich in it. It's got this. <laughs> it's got this. It's almost a sour smell to me. Huh. And okay. It, okay. It's it's interesting. Pretty indicative of it, and and I can just pick it out and. Uh, it and sometimes it usually doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't come through in the flavor, but I can smell it. Yeah, and it's real indicative of, of Munich malt. And I just I, I, sometimes I can't get past that smell of it, like uh, a little toastiness. It, but to a, you, it's like it's, it's sour. It's just like a, it's um to me, it's a sour smell, like. Kind of like an old cleaning rag. You smell that smell you get when like a mustiness. Yeah, like a mustiness. Hmm. And it it, 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 I can't get past it sometimes. And okay. th- it's, it's slight. I think I, it was masked in the one that was barrel aged. Okay, and but the non one you could smell it. Yeah, I, I, there was, I could. I, I knew there was something in, in the barrel aged one. I just couldn't couldn't because there's so much so much stuff going on in there. And when I, as soon as I got the non barrel aged one, I, I picked it up pretty much real fast. Okay. Um, Interesting. It, it, it was nice having these two side by side because yeah. you can kind of tell what the base beer is kind of coming through there. And so, you know, looking at it, 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 it had, this one when it poured, it had a pretty good head and it, it was there. And then, then it kind of went away really quick, but at least it was there to begin with. Yeah. Um, I like the color. The color's real nice. And, the, and you can tell the difference in the barrel aged one and the non barrel aged one. The, the non barrel aged one is more of a nice copper color and it's not as dark and. I wouldn't even call the other one opaque as much as just yeah, like right, yeah, around, like right, not, right on the edge, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If you look at it the right the, way, yeah, the head definitely sticks around on the non-barrel aged version yeah, a lot, yeah, lot yeah. better. It's yeah, still ringing the glass. Yeah, that one's just done, gone. Yeah. So uh, you know, with, with the mouthfeel, I thought it was a bit heavy, even with the high CO two with the barrel aged one. It just it 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 just seemed sweeter, thicker on my tongue. Uh, I got a little bit of puckering from the barrel tannins. Uh, I thought a pretty good warmth and, and a, a clean kind of alcohol uh, flavor to our, our, our you know, just in the mouthfeel is is nice. Um, I thought it had a bit of a Venus port quality to it, yeah, which is, makes it a nice sipping beer. Yeah, um, it, and you kind of it goes along with the barrel age thing. It's just kind of kind of good with that. Uh, I got a lot of plums and raisins in it. Uh, uh, more on the fruity side than the roasty side, for sure. So yeah, kinda, it's not sharp. Yeah, and it kind of fits in the in the uh, Baltic Porter category for that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I thought I could use a bit more coconut, but I, I always say that <laughs> I, really, I do. Um, yeah, I, I just came from Maui again, and I guess it, you're right next to uh, Maui yeah. Brewing, so drink a lot of <laughs> lot of coconut porter. Uh, but I'm usually the one that likes more more coconut. But so many people don't, or they if they don't, or they just like just a minimum amount or whatever. <laughs> Excuse me, sir, you did not serve me my porter in a coconut shell. Yes, exactly. That's, so, <laughs> but it I, I still say it's at a good level. Um, but if you're a coconut fiend, you would like a little bit more. But I still think it was at at, at a really nice level with that one. Um, so you know, generally I thought it was a good sound Baltic porter. You know, kind of fruity side. Uh, the barrel overtakes a lot of the of that, especially now that I can do them side by side. 
Uh, I'm not sure if I could drink more than one. The other one I could, the non-barrel-aged one. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm, it's it when you're getting into a big sipping beer like a you know barley wine or something like that yeah yeah kind of heavier yeah it's 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 a lot of beer and it's just well minnesota's a cold place man yeah <laughs> well that's right yeah i uh, know i moved from there like a uh, long time ago so yeah basically yeah i wish i had the unbarrel aged one first but yeah i i liked it um, all the way around, yeah. If I was freezing my ass off in Minnesota, <laughs> you could drink two of these in the winter. No problem, yeah, I could drink. I could drink two in a second. That's your probably. only source of heat is the alcohol. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I wouldn't. So, uh, but I, 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 I gave it a 37. I thought it was pretty good. That one, I, w- I would rate yeah. the other one higher. The non-barrel, I, the non-barrel okay. higher. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I kind of like the barrel one better myself. I I just like the direction it went. It takes on a new dimension. I like... But they're both really good. Yeah, it's hard for me to say. I think I like the barrel better, only because the non-barrel... Uh, the coconut's very perfumey. How did, what, how did you deal with a coconut? Well, I... Uh I roast. I toasted it in the oven. It was flaked when I got it, and I toasted it in the oven until it was uh, dark brown, um, and then and I did, let's say, uh, five pounds per barrel, about, Jeez. and uh, and I, and then after I toasted it, I uh, I tossed it in bags in some uh, mesh bags the next day, and we. Uh, and we put it in the fermenter uh, right at the end of fermentation. I wanted the oxygen to be kind of purged or to be, uh, um, you know, used by the yeast while it was still somewhat active. So, uh, and then we let it let it sit in the fermenter for uh, basically until it tastes until it tasted uh, right where we wanted it, and then uh, took the coconut out and kegged it. So, how many batches of well toasting caught on fire? Oh no, none actually. What we do is we uh, we put the oven to broil, and then uh, we're rotating each pan. We put a pound on each pan, and then we rotate each pan like every thirty seconds or so, and then and then kind of stir it up and put it back in. And and that's I think that's a, that's my favorite way to do it so far. Yeah, we've st- toasted a lot of coconut now. Yeah, so. I have too. You're still in for a treat when. <laughs> Catches on fire. <laughs> it's coming, buddy. Oh, that'd be horrible. It's coming. That'd be horrible. You're gonna, you're gonna. <laughs> yeah. and I've done the same Oops. thing. You rotate it and you, you flip it over and you put it back in. One, one minute too long and that you, <laughs> you got flames in there. Oh no, that's so, too bad. So I should get a fire extinguisher. Uh, no, no, it's, it's not that bad. You get them out of there and you kind of you, it'll, it'll easily put it out. You just you know, throw a rag over it or something. It goes out, but then you got the burnt little pieces in there and you're thinking, ah, can I pick this out? <laughs> but yeah, you're yeah. definitely. No, I just jinxed you, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when, when yeah. I when I tasted it, it tastes like. Uh, like a coconut extract, like a coconut syrup that you would p- add for cocktails. Have you guys ever put that oh. in cocktails? It's like the perfumey part of the coconut. Yeah. And so I and I, it, which isn't bad. It's definitely not not terrible. But but it, it it's I don't know. It's maybe too sweet. Well, and so I think the, the sure. as weird as this means uh, sounds, the 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 barrel is more subdued and has more coconut flavor not coconut essence and then it's not coming out the the the, the same way. But uh, yeah, that's the my coconut impression. extract. It can get away from you, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's actually good to use in in conjunction with the the toasted coconut. Yeah, but it, a little bit too much of that, and you might as well just you know, you know dump some <laughs> dump some suntan lotion in there. So. Oh, for yeah. sure, man. I it, yeah. it, it gets that taste to it. I like the two beers. Uh, but I'd love to see this like a, a, a percent and a half lower ABV, so I can drink more of it. Nah. <laughs> no, if, I, if I'm going to sit down with a big chewy beer like this, yeah, this is uh, what you want. That's what I, that's, you want. You want some payoff. I, I'm buying into okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think it had a nice, like a cookie-like impression too. The yeah. coconut and the sweetness. Yeah, it, it reminded me of some kind of a baked good for sure. Yeah. Um, Dan, do you have any questions for the guys about these things? Yeah, I was going to ask. Um, so, um, just for just for drinkability and and enjoyability, would you guys maybe what would you do to to um, 
Um, dull down the sweetness or bring it into more balance. Uh, would you put? Would you add some roasted malts? Would you add some maybe some, you know, some lighter roasted malt like chocolate or pale chocolate? Or would you? Or maybe I could get rid of some crystal malts. Yeah. Or, or what would you? What would you guys do? I like the crystal in there. I know Doc would say to remove the uh, the Munich. <laughs> oh yeah, the Munich. Yeah. Uh, that, well, I'm it, just surprised that he could taste seven percent. That's uh, a lot. <laughs> it, it's a thing with me. Doc's weird, you're, man. You're talking about, but yeah, I've I've heard a few of these episodes, and I, and I was <laughs> you'll you'll like you'll like the next beer that I sent in, Doc. It's a it's a um, a Belgian quad. Ooh, sounds yeah. fun. So you're gonna like that one. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe try a little a little pale chocolate in there with the rest of it, and, and you know, drop the Munich and see what happens. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I would I would cut down the car the, the caramel malt some the crystal take some of that. Not all of it by any means, but just cut that, that back a little bit. That helps to fill out the middle sweetness to me, and it does work with it. But yeah, it's 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 up there. You can definitely taste the uh, the carameliness in there, yeah. and it sounds like that's part of the intent. How long was it in the barrel and? What, what uh, fill was, was the, it on the barrel? It was only in the barrel. It was a fresh. So I'll start with it. It was a fresh. Uh, yeah, I could tell. Fresh Russell, Russell's Reserve barrel, and that's like wild, like the special wild turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and it was in there for four months only. We took it out basically as soon as we the first time we tested it, we were, or tasted it, pulled it out with the thief, and yeah. we were like, "Wow, this wow, is, it's uh, a barrel." It was intense. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the second so, fill would be. Would cut down on a lot of that, and or cut down on the time it was in there. But yeah, I, I could tell it was a, like, a fresh fill. Oh, hey guys, this one's already there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh. you're not, you're, your 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 Minnesota accent is not too bad, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, thanks. That's uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. You betcha. I'm, you betcha. Work, <laughs> I'm working on it. You're one of them. There metropolitan Minnesotans. There. <laughs> He's a, a weird cow stuff. in an age. A lot of weird stuff happens in Moorhead. I've heard. Oh yeah. Them, well, them wood chippers. Them wood chippers. <laughs> that wasn't Fargo. <laughs> Moorhead, man. Yep, that was it. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. If if that's it, Dan. If you have, if you don't have anything else, we'll let you go. Uh, yeah, that should be uh, that should should be about all she wrote. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks for sharing. Are you going to be at uh, NHC next uh, next summer? I mean, the uh, the homebrew, I, homebrew con now. <laughs> homebrew con. I, I haven't made plans yet, but it's, it's, in defi- it's a definite possibility. Yeah, get in touch with those folks. Cool. And sign up. We'll see you yeah, there. It's in yeah, Minnesota. We'll see you there. All right, Dan. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Bye. Cheers, guys. All right. Later. Bye. Cool beers. Cool. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, like them. All right, we're going to take our last break, and then when we come back, we're going to give a bunch of stuff away, which I like doing, and then, uh, you know, we'll drink more beer. It's not your stuff. It's not my stuff. What do I care? It's Dr. Homebrew. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today admitted homebrewing is not always free of frustrations years ago brothers bill and jim mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance the pico brew zymatic the zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via wi-fi it comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button improve repeatability and refine your recipes 
Series with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Hey, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Before we get to all the prizes, well, actually, one of the prizes we're about to give away is the beer bug. <coughs> now, Brian, you've used the beer bug. I've used the beer bug. Yeah. Doc has not used the beer bug. I've heard of it. He's heard of it. I've seen it. <laughs> you got to turn your mic on, though. Yeah. Yeah. There he's you go. heard of it. <laughs> seen it. <laughs> 11 years. Uh, you know, it's funny, uh, when we do the uh, Ears Up podcast, Taryn sits at that mic, and she always forgets to turn her mic on also. It's just a thing. It's a thing with you people in the fourth chair. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to give away a, a beer bug. I like the beer bug. In case you guys don't know anything about it, go to beerbug.com and check it out. It's a device that uh, essentially uh, hangs like a little pendulum or a weight within your beer. Um, and it's connected uh, Wi-Fi via Wi-Fi to your uh, to an application to the web, so you can totally monitor your uh, fermentation, your your gravity, even so you know exactly when your beer is done. No, you don't really have to take any samples or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You can post all your information online. You can check it wherever you are. Uh, you can I, see if there's a problem. See if there's a problem. Like, did my fermentation start? And that's the worst, right? You're at work. You yeah. just you're, you you had a late night of brewing. Eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. You pitch your yeast. Maybe it's a little too hot. You don't know. And then you're off to work the next day. You, is it fermenting? Yeah. You have to wait an entire, uh, entire you know, work shift to get home. But with the beer bug, you throw that in there, and uh, you, you, can, you can tell instantly. So check them out, beerbug.com. They're really awesome sponsors. They were sponsors for a little bit. Uh, then they, they had to stop because demand was so high. And uh, now they got in a bunch of new stuff, and uh, they're back because they love you guys. They love us, and we love them. We're all going to make out later. It's the beerbug, beerbug.com. <laughs> beautiful community man yeah your they you can your beer shows up on the interwebs other people it's a kind of a sharing thing you it's can, the, that's the new thing man i like can it see your beer and you can see theirs so yeah jp you can figure out right when your beer went south exactly <laughs> you can tell the, the the exact moment and you can do that on the pico brew too so yeah. you can uh you can not only post all your your information from your brew day actually here it is you got your information from your water you can mm-hmm. post online. You got your brew day you can post online. Yeah. And you got your fermentation you can post online. What they need Everything. is an aggregate app for just to pull all that all that information and put it yeah. and put it in one uh, in one place. I think that'd be Work cool. Work on that. Yeah, I'll be sure to do that. I have so many app I've ideas. i got some friends here. Yeah. Do you? I have an augmented reality app that we're, I think would be amazing. We're like this close to the Silicon Valley here. <laughs> we can figure happen. this out. You phone it in. Uh, okay, so now's the time to give away stuff. Um, first up is our Grog Tag $40, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate. And that's uh, what we jokingly give away for the beer who scored uh, a little bit lower than the beer who scored a little bit better. Oh, yeah. let's just, is that They're a nice, pretty close. That's a nice way to in put it. In this case, they were both, yeah, kind of neck and neck, and the, were both really good. So. Yes, and they were both dark beers. We have to Not give it IPAs. to someone. Your we beer. have to give it to someone. So, uh, Chris, your beer will look yeah. better with the $40. Or grog tag uh, gift Yay. certificate. You get forty bucks to spend at grogtag.com. Uh, I'm stoked for you. Yep. Um, 
It'll, it'll get your beer over that 40-point hump. It'll, exactly, exactly. And you know what? If it doesn't, at least it looks good, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have customizable caps, labels, uh, tags, hang tags, metal signs, coasters. You name it, dude. Tap handles. Yeah. They got it all there. So grogtag.com. We love those folks. Okay. So now it's, a, it's rare because not only have the beer bug to give away, but we have a catalyst from crafterbrew.com to give away. Um, and so Dan just emailed me <clears throat> and said that we should give the prize to Chris. Cool. Because Dan doesn't homebrew as much as he would like. So, Chris, not only are you going to get the beer bug, my friend, but you're getting a catalyst from craftabrew.com. Yeah, yes. man. Look at you, man. And you're the getting grog, grog tags, uh, beer bug, and a catalyst. And some star sand and PGW. And some stars, all that kind of stuff, dude. Have you, do you ever think. In your wildest dreams. I want an acceptance speech from him because he's getting so much. I want to call him back and play some very, some sappy uh, parade music or whatever. And I want him to give a two-minute acceptance speech. Call him back. I demand it. Chris, if you're listening, I demand <laughs> you call me back. I demand it. And then go to Moorhead Brewing and visit Junkyard Brewing because yeah. uh, the beer's pretty good. It's 1416 First Avenue North. I like the beer, man. It's good. They're doing some fun stuff there. Uh, okay. <clears throat> did we do it? I don't know. I think we did it. <laughs> Doc, did we do it? I think we did it. Done we did, did it. it. We did it good. We did, did that. We did that. We did that. Uh, listen to other awesome beer radio. We got the session. There's, uh, you know, if you can't get enough of me, okay, look, there's Dr. Homebrew, then I'm on the session, and then there's Brewing with Style. Uh, you know, and then... Um, you get around ears a up podcast. I get around to <laughs> go to ears up. I'm going to hang myself. Um, and then Brewing with Style. Oh, no, Brewing with Style. Bruce Strong. There's all sorts of beer information out on the radio, and we have the best yeah. of it. The Bring he doesn't even know what show we're recording right now. <laughs> I'm just I'm just here to, to, to put in my time. Something. Well, push welcome. the buttons and talk a lot. Yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. The show. The show. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, for you live listeners, stay tuned. We'll be on in about 15, 20 minutes with another episode. And you podcasters, uh, you know, you got to wait, bro. More show. Yeah. More show. All right. This has been Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll see you guys next time.